<laughs> oh my god. If you were my neighbor, I don't think you would talk to me. <laughs> Why not? There's just two neighbors who like regardless if it's a snowstorm or like it's raining, they keep their two giant um pit bulls which I have nothing against pit bulls. I love dogs. Mm-hmm. These motherfuckers come out at any point just to bark. And just barks so loudly and it goes on for 20 minutes. I can't take out my trash. I can't walk in the alleyway. I can't walk past their house. It's like Mm. these people are never home. And if they are home, the dogs are never inside. I'm just like, people don't give a shit about your dogs. All they do is bark. And so one time I just started barking back and then I started screaming. And I was like, yeah, take care of better. Take better care of your dogs. And then they didn't put the dogs out for a month. And then now they just started putting the dog back out. So I clearly have to get into another fight with them. Well, then the neighbor next to me right here tells me, Hey, if our dog starts barking and disturbs you, just, you know, open your window and and tell them to be quiet, which my response immediately was like, what is it? My fucking responsibility to take care of your dog. Do I look (laughs) like your friend? I don't, I don't, I don't like you. I will never like you. I don't have a duty to like my neighbors. It's not like See, I'm mean. Yeah, so I was gonna say, so you have to like put your head out the window and just be like, "Shut the fuck up!" Every time they bark, like that's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, I mean, if if that's what they wanted, that's what I do. And so I open the window and I go, "Shut the fuck up! Shut that goddamn <laughs> dog up! I will not sit here and take out a fucking dog!" <laughs> and does that work? <laughs> yeah, of course it works. You know, also I did this thing where I was recording a video of myself beating a cabinet um i kept i had this metal cabinet i bought from goodwill just to beat just to like, get out anger <laughs> and, and, and then i i started recording it for like an episode of seeking derangements and uh, the neighbors probably see this and are like oh my god they i i'm not trying to threaten them i'm not trying mm. to seem all, like a violent person because i'm not mm. i'm not gonna fight anyone but I got to get the anger out mm-hmm. and they probably see me through their windows and are like, this motherfucker is beating an inanimate object in the backyard, screaming. <laughs> I just imagine you're doing this all on roller skates too, like in the mud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in, in the mud. <laughs> so that's why I think we wouldn't be good neighbors, but um, I'm not like this all the time. I think, yeah, Denver's, just... I, I think Denver's made me into this kind of person. This is where yeah, I currently, where do y'all live? Uh, I'm in, I'm in Jersey. Uh, for some reason and Troy, oh, yeah. Troy yeah. yeah i'm in philly oh oh damn philly and jersey damn two armpits <laughs> whoa, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> no i'm kidding i just mean it about philly no let's <laughs> say maybe new jersey's an armpit but not philly i mean I philly mean, and I, new jersey are kind of the armpits of new york i guess that that kind of makes well, sense no philly's I'm, more I like mean, the I'm shoulder just being, i'm just being mean but also new jersey is the garden state i mean what is philly the what the fuck is philly with the city of brotherly uh, love what do you mean oh okay 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 i'll, I'll take that i'll take that I'll take yeah that. we're all about love so should we go into what we thought about crash or are we going first just to talk charlie um i think i think an interesting thing to start off would be uh going through uh so so we started off basically on instagram you commented on like this post that i did it was like top 18 charlie songs or whatever uh yeah, i kind of just made that off the top of my head and you said you pretty much like disagree with it completely. Uh, yeah, fair. I'm actually going to bring up that list right now and make sure that I, I am not making any of the same mistakes that oh, okay, uh, were you, made. Before. Did you make your own list? 
Um, I I just have it by heart because I can oh. just think about it all the time. I really do love, and I'll, I'll say this: I got into Charlie XCX around when she started working with Sophie. I went mm-hmm. and saw her and Sophie play for the first time live together at South by Southwest, which was the introduction for their Vroom Vroom EP, which was wow, incredible. Is incredible, and then on the same night. Earlier in that night, I got to see Danielle Harrell play, and it was in a room of less than 20 people. I knew about 15 of the people, and it was so much fun. Early, early, early situations with Danielle Harrell and stuff. His wife at the time was there. Sophie was there. Charlie was at this show. Shy Girl they were all at this show at the Daniel Haro show, just like sitting watching while it was going on. It Damn. was hmm. possibly the most, like, I was like, Oh my God. And I've seen Sophie play four times. And I've also, I waited after a show in new Orleans and Sophie was like literally giving hugs out at the end of the show. It was so sweet. Did you yeah, get a hug? So- you're of course, of course, of course. <laughs> Even crazier, actually, recently, is I stayed in L.A. about four months ago at a friend's house. I was staying with my friend who was living with his friend's mom. His friend's mm-hmm. mom wrote and produced The L Word. And oh, the show. Wow. This okay. woman had accumulated a lot of Hollywood friends and a lot of music friends and a lot of them were younger and Sophie used to live at this house. This was like Sophie's LA house for before moving to back to Greece, which is insane. <laughs> insane to see this little tiny Hollywood Hills house next to the house that the chain smokers live in. So <laughs> what a contrast in talent. Cause you have one of the greatest producers uh, arguably of all, of all time, time. And then yeah. two of the worst producers to ever <laughs> touch a fucking keyboard. So here's a rumor. Apparently, one of the chain smokers' dogs ate the neighbor's cat, and then they refused to do anything about it or pay for it. And they were like, well, "What? What are you gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna do about it?" But sure, maybe, um, allegedly, my dog ate this cat. Allegedly, I, I love, I love a little celebrity story. I love a little, a little Hollywood story. I got addicted to Hollywood going there. But anyway, so Sophie um, really started being important to me, obviously, when she was working with those PC music producers, Sophie. Mm -hmm. I mean, I am such a worshiper of PC music and A.G. Cook especially, to me, is the greatest music producer of all time. I have not listened to music that emotionally resonates with me like that besides the bands, the radio department or High Bloom. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I just don't. I, I mean, Charlie XCX evokes a, a ton of emotions in me. Don't get me wrong, but Pop Two was just so significantly produced by Ag 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 and even Little Data on track ten is just so essential and just built such a. So I'll, I'll first of all I'll just go ahead and say my number one Charlie XCX song, Porsche, uh, oh, from okay. Pop Two. Mm-hmm. It's just like such a slept on song. It's just like the perfect kind of like cheeky romantic slash I have money song. It just doesn't get better than that. Mm-hmm. As far as far as the other, how many did you post? 15? 
I think I did 18 just to like match the Instagram format. Uh, I wrote my top five here if, uh, just to condense it and make it make it easier. My top uh, Charlie song is also on Pop 2 and, and my favorite album of hers is also Pop 2 or mixtape project, whatever you want to call it. I call uh, it an seat. album. I back refuse seat. to address it. As a... Oh, uh, Backseat is also incredible. I mean, mm-hmm. that's a perfect. I mean, I think pretty much every song from Pop 2 is perfect. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, is... <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's <laughs> let's I... let's. Let me see. Hold on. Let me pull it up. Oh, yeah, I, is Tommy I, I, Cash on that? Because I feel like whatever song Tommy Cash is on is like, uh, I don't, I don't know if I liked him that much. <laughs> if I type in Charlie XCX on my iTunes, over eight hundred songs come up. It's because I have so too many remixes. The only every... one I don't like is Delicious with Tommy Cash. That's the only song I don't like. Oh, much, I, I love, I love that too. I love Tommy Cash. Is just like a acquired taste. What do you do? You like him? Um, I'm, I don't know. Maybe it's like Danny Brown where I have to like get used to it or something like that. You what, know what I mean? What, what'd you have to get used to about Danny Brown? Uh, I mean, <laughs> when he first came out, like, I don't know, like, like a lot of the music I was listening to is very commercial. Like, and then Danny Brown's voice is so like abrasive at first, at least. I, I don't know. I feel like, it, I feel like it was an acquired taste at first, but when I lived in Minnesota, uh, I was living in the twin cities and I had tickets to see him and then I sold it because they were way worth what much more than what I had paid for. And it was mm-hmm. the show where he got his dick sucked on stage. For oh, like damn. Oh, man. The show too, right? I'm, like, I'm like, what a waste. Look, I also, just, <laughs> I also just, I just texted you the best remix of Delicious by Tar- Charlie XCX. Uh, I don't even know who this is by. Doing, doing fine. Big 808. <laughs> I don't know why it's saved like that, but... uh it it definitely makes the song hotter. Okay. Also, number two Charlie XCX song of all time is from the Charlie album. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. I don't want to know. It's just so fucking good. Mm-hmm. That's that one. That one is really good. Also, I, I feel like we. Ha- I don't know. If we have different spectrums of the Charlie universe. I love that song, but off of that, I can name like five other songs. I like more. I would say. I'm okay, so sorry. Actually, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean it's gonna be a okay, contentious one. <laughs> okay, and then uh, okay. Also, it's almost like a tie between I don't want to know and uh, White Mercedes. White Mercedes okay. was also okay. Now you're like, back. <laughs> White Mercedes back. is good. Yeah, I like that song a lot. Yeah, I mean that amazing. whole okay. Also, unpopular, but I much prefer Ag Cook's original version of Next Level Charlie, which was called Big Brat off of his extreme mixology mixtape mm. which okay. if you haven't heard is just like the epitome of cool electronic music like in your face electronic music um it's originally from a sample of a grime like a female grime rapper and mm. it's just hits a lot harder i'm also just gonna go ahead and send this over to you thank you very much uh, mm. i will definitely Definitely oh, it's A.G. It Cook and Life Sim, actually, got who you. produced the original. Got you, got you, got you. Uh, um, Sorry okay. if we're going a little off course here. Got you. Uh, so for, for number one, I have Backseat. Number two, I have Vroom Vroom. I just uh, like... Maybe a, maybe a basic one, but yeah, I love that song, though. It's so fucking good. I would say Secret is way cooler than Vroom Vroom okay. off, of the, off of that EP. And also mm. Trophy. That sample yeah, of good. Uma Thurman saying, I want that trophy, is the, mm. the classic. Did you ever realize that? That's a sample from Pulp Fiction? No, you're going deep, bro. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I didn't know that. 
So, <laughs> so, so there's a the the I want that trophy sample in mm. the trophy song is Uma Thurman turning to uh, Bruce. What's his name? No, Bruce. it's uh, Vince Vega. Uh, oh, Bruce Bruce Will. No, yeah, it's when they go on the Bruce date, Will- right? Yeah, it's when they go on the date and they compete into the competition for the oh, for the dance competition. Yeah. Yes, and, and she turns to him. She goes, "I want that trophy." I want that trophy. <laughs> so incredible. <laughs> <laughs> I want that trophy. Bitch, I can't do it. <laughs> ben was telling me that my neighbor, my old neighbor who was like a veteran who was trying to kill me and was like really homophobic to me, that mm. he was just hearing me play Sophie at night and he was get and through the walls it probably sounded like him his lifetime served in the army. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like, all the metal clanking and shit it's like oh my god I'll, I'll send you actually i mean we really honestly i love charlie so much but we should really be talking about the top 10 sophie tracks i mean honestly oh, <laughs> yeah that's fair that's i mean also well. you i need to send y'all the zip there's like 600 songs on this zip <laughs> 600, and it's six hundred, no, four hundred songs, and it's all Sophie, and it's ev- organized by every live show, every unreleased. I mean, there's tracks with Sophie didn't release with Kesha. There's tracks that Sophie didn't release with FKA Twigs, Nadia Rose, um, oh, Haim. Um, I mean, I could go on BB Bordello. Um, I mean, there's countless unreleased Charlie XCX and Sophie songs. And there's a bunch of cutie ones, too, as well. I've, I've heard a couple, uh, you know, of the unreleased ones, but uh, not not too many of them. But Or the Eiler <laughs> song, In the Rain. Oh, my God. I'm trying to remember. There's Have y'all ever heard? Okay, actually, I have a new top Charlie XCX songs. I don't even think I can quantify it with numbers anymore, but... <laughs> um, it's my new favorite Charlie X song. It's apparently produced by Sophie, although it doesn't really sound like it. It's called mm-hmm. "World's Best Dancer." Okay, World's Best Dancer. Literally, it's all, all Charlie XCX is saying is, "I'm the world's best dancer," and it's like a really calm song. It's not like a, I don't know. I'm I'm throwing it on right now. Currently, in an unrelated note, someone is messaging me on Facebook Messenger, which is like. Kind of like receiving pigeon delivery uh, telegrams. <laughs> it's very antiquated. And twin- yeah. yeah, it's incredibly antiquated. And it's like, if you're hitting me up on Facebook... Um, they must be 35. Messenger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's like, a, it must be related. To, it's always related to something fucked or some unwanted, unwarranted flirting. Literally, okay, let me explain something to y'all, because y'all probably this probably doesn't happen to y'all that much. Um, all these straight, straight, in quotation marks, married men from my mm. hometown who have nothing to do with, who I've never really known ever, add me, and then send me these random messages at like two or three in the morning being like, hey, what's up, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm not your like, your like little uh, bisexual token swamp uh, uh, rebound or like <laughs> fuck behind your wife. You watch Euphoria at all? Oh, of course. <laughs> I, I, look, look, let me put it. Let me put it this way: I was fucking people's husbands and dads long before Euphoria. Put it as a plot line before it was cool. Yeah, when, I, was cool. when I used to sell my underwear on my underwear on Craigslist, underwear mm-hmm. that I'd worn. Um, mm-hmm. it, and then when this is when I was like eighteen. 
actually probably I was 17 too, but eight, 17, 18. And mm-hmm. I would get people who were my friends, dads, judges, lawyers, prominent people who had wives, children, and ever and once in a while be like someone's dad, like one of my friend's dads. Oh my twice, God, have, tw- twice have I done sex work. And it has been for my friend's dads and they did not know. And I could not tell them because that was, and it was not like they knew me the the fathers had personally like sought me out because of that. It's like, I was available on a list for sex workers and they chose me and it just happened Whoa. to be their, hmm. um, hmm. you know, one of the friends it's like, Oh, that's, well, we're way too close for me. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, the parents are divorced, but I've been to their, their mother's like, you know, and the dad is remarried, so it's just like, oh, oh it's messy. Then the other person, I'm not close enough to to care. I'm like, well, if we had been better friends, I maybe would tell you. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> it's just, it's so crazy this this culture of just like you just get married and it's just like, oh yeah, you like need to get married, but then it's like all this other shit happens behind, like you know what I mean? Like like you just said, this person just got remarried and then they're still doing this. It's like, goddamn, it's just it's like be single and just like be gay. Like what is the what's the like what the fuck? <laughs> Louisiana has a long-term gay effect of gay resistance against Mm -hmm. gay culture. I guess that makes sense. From just like, you know, how it's been for years and years to the point now where it's the the only way the gay community knows how to exist in Louisiana Mm -hmm. is to behave like that. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. It's just like, you know, is to, you know, like these people have, it's been going on for 20, 30 years that these people have been taught this is the best discussion about Charlie XCX. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah, I guess we could probably move on to talk about Crash. Um, yeah, talk about Crash. Wow, what a transition! Uh, crash. <laughs> okay, actually, even before we start about talking about Crash, okay, I Please feel like I feel like also because XCX World was leaked so early before the release, all mm-hmm. that she couldn't even use any of the material. Like, I feel like there's so much material that she has that she could have used for crash that she just like decided not to. Okay. Literally there's a song called spliff in my ear with BB Bordello and Charlie XCX made by Sophie. That was mm. going to be on the trans nation album. It goes off so hard. Why did she not choose one of the millions of unreleased her and Sophie songs? To yeah, that, that could have been a good idea. I could. I, mean, I would say. I mean, I, I even thought maybe you know bounce would be on this album. Now there is a deluxe album on the way, she says, and there's also a remix album on the way, which I think the remix album is going to give this crash album a huge revival, an opportunity to sound a lot better because. Quite frankly, I don't think it's her best. And I'm a dedicated fan and I love her. And there are songs that I decided that I loved on this when I listened to them in the 20 minutes before I talking to y'all. And, <laughs> yeah, because you're sitting here like, this is ass. This whole album is ass. And, well, I was just, <laughs> yeah, what aspects huge, of Crash don't you like? Yeah. It's yeah. a huge departure from her exploring the possibilities of her and the endless variables of her in the hyper pop slash electronics slash working mm-hmm. with all these amazing producers now did she work with some amazing producers on this album sure but like the general consensus on this album is that she's made a deep dive back into commercial pop which is right. fine you have to support yourself 
I get it. I liked Beg for You. I thought Beg for You was great, a little like kind of garage bopper, you know. And then I like used to used to know me. I loved that uh, "Gotta Show Me Love" sample, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. the Robin S sample. But then, like even then, it's like it was weak. Like used to know me could have gone a lot better. I thought, the, honestly, I thought the lyrics could have been a lot better. And that sample was underused like i feel like the song could have gone off harder and then they kept it at a level because it's just you know i don't know this is my this is just me i you know i was so impressed by the last charlie albums the the covid release how i'm feeling now yeah yeah went off claws that's also in my top five charlie xcx songs unbelievable unstoppable perfect song anthems was just like what yeah, I love Visions. Even... I actually have that as my number three. Uh, Visions. I love that song specifically because when I was reviewing it, like nobody was allowed to go to clubs, nobody was allowed to go to bars. This that you know what I mean? It was like almost like a club like simulator. It was oh, wild. When we all got that, we were all dancing in our rooms frantically. Right. Yeah. Once we were like, able to get back mm. in the club, it was like yes. Yeah. <laughs> thank God. Look. Also, yeah. I want to. I want to say in my utter confusion that they made every rule their third single. And I would never even want to say it like this, but I feel like A.G. Cook probably produced six songs that could have been on this album. Hmm. And this was the only one she decided to put on. And I feel like she owed it to him to put it on there. Two things about that. It was the the fifth single. (laughs) I think. Oh, well, I guess. I mean, just still out of all, like, don't you think either crash move yeah. me or lightning lightning would, been, lightning would have been a much better single but lightning i think would have been a better yeah and I, 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 I agree i really like the song every every rule but like mm-hmm. you don't hear enough of, of opian's production in it you don't hear an ag cook's production in it is key but it's also like diminished by just kind of like poor yeah lyrics. i agree not, yeah, I, I was looking on the Wikipedia. AG, AG also produced one other song, I think. I think he, I'm pretty sure that he produced Crash as well, like co produced it or something like that, too. If you look on Wikipedia, yeah, I'm not sure. But, um, but every rule, yeah, I agree. It could have, um, I think every rule could have gone a, a little bit harder. But I, um, I don't know. OPN is like su- such a great artist. And Troy, obviously, we did like the podcast about the, um, uh, Dawn FM, which he, you know, OPN produced mm. most of. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and he I'm produced it. Yeah. You, didn't, you haven't listened to it? Don FM, yeah, yeah, no, I need, I need, I'll need to check this out. Definitely I, check it I, out just because, yeah. yeah, it has it's, it has the OPN influence all over, like the you know the his classic shit where the like, yeah, you know, I I mean there, I thought he just did such an incredible job with the Uncut Gem soundtrack. That is something I could listen to every day of my life. If that oh yeah, the Uncut Gem soundtrack is like a top hundred album for me, like of all time. I fucking love that that shit. It like, just the yeah, movie was so incredible. If mm-hmm. only Julia Fox had said it so many fucking times in the last <laughs> I got two months. I got you. I got you. I got you. I got It's like, shut up! I like the movie. You're <laughs> ruining like, it for me. Well, you didn't like how she was the muse for Anka Jams? You didn't like yeah. that? <laughs> She's like, you know, I love how that question, because they're like, oh, like, what's a muse? You know, I'm a muse for Anka Jams. <laughs> like, it was like, what are you doing like use yourself as the example of what amuses like what yeah. it makes sense but <laughs> it makes sense but it's just like come on there, there's so many yeah. other like references you could have made or at least that's like monica Lewinsky saying like i was bill clinton's uh muse when he put out that tax reform <laughs> i was the muse for his 
Well, actually, he, on, she probably honestly was, but I, I'm not probably. saying that again. I'm saying that pro Monica Lewinsky. If you yeah. haven't seen American Horror or American Crime Story Impeachment with uh, Bernie Fiends, Feinstein as Monica Lewinsky, uh, Edie Falco as Hillary Clinton, and Clive Barker as Bill Clinton, go watch it. It was an incredible series. Really? They really yeah. they have a uh, Carmelo from The Sopranos playing Hillary Clinton. That's fucking sweet. Oh yeah, you know I'm a big Sopranos fan. Obviously, I mean, <laughs> oh. I'm, I'm I'm on my 16th time watching the series. About to be my 17th. <laughs> it's a good show. Uh, I actually just got my brother to watch it too. He yeah, fucking look, loves The Sopranos. Look at my wall. You can kind of see. Wait, The Sopranos. I got the <laughs> hell yeah, man. Sex oh my in god, the city. that's sick. And Sex in the City. Yeah, you gotta have them both. That's my. That's pretty much my. Uh, it's pretty much my gender identity is uh, <laughs> Sex in the City, uh, Sopranos. It's also my sex identity too. Yeah, Samantha um, and Tony. Yeah, <laughs> I'm both Samantha and Tony at the same time. Um, okay, and I loved New Shapes. I, I I'm gonna yeah, say I something really. Un- I'm gonna have to say something really unpopular. Mm-hmm. I thought Twice was gonna be my least favorite song on the album, but it's actually good ones. Um, yeah, I thought I like good ones. I thought good ones oh. was was a waste of the entire album. I think that it set the tone for the album, and she was stuck under this like '80s pop style. Okay, uh, can I pause? Can we pause for just one second, please? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, sure. I'm so sorry. Uh, are you good? Hey, what's up? I'm recording right now, but is it a package? Because I can go check if I need it. Oh man, I hate when that happens. Shit gets delivered. Got it, got it, got it. Got the damn package. Oh, yeah. But back on, just a real quick anecdote about my roommates. They mm-hmm. don't listen to podcasts. They never would listen to it. They they wouldn't. I've tried to get one of them, the, the cooler of the two, to come be on the pod, on any kind of podcast, whatever. And mm-hmm. they're just like, you know, no. I'm like, it's money wasted in the wind, you know? Mm-hmm. Your choice. But these, these people. Mm-hmm. This conversation we're having right now. They'll never, they'll never, they'll never. <laughs> well, no, I'm not getting. I'm not getting paid for this. I don't. I don't give a shit. But it's not. It's not whatever. It's not about money. I mean, it's entertaining. It's about entertaining. But like, I'm just like, they'll never hear any of the shit that I talk about. And also, it's not <laughs> my fault. It's not my fault that they do embarrassing things. I'll if they did things, if they, if they did things. Well, if they did things that were like, you know, cool. 
all the time, then I wouldn't have things to say about the bad things they do most of the time as well. I mean, like, uh, for example, I just want to paint you a picture of the mm-hmm. the girl who's pissing on my toilet seat. Um, she's got a a uh, one of those, um, what do you call it? She's got a banner, one of those tapestries that says, this nasty woman voted for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. And <laughs> behind that is some of her hula hoops. And if you pull back behind your hair, there's one dread. Oh my I, god! I, I, I want to confirm she's white, as you probably. That's say, is she white? Oh my god! <laughs> um, a few nights ago, she she also very anytime I put on any kind of female comedy something with women in it like real housewives mm-hmm. uh just anything like woman singing she's like oh i fucking she's a woman she's like oh i fucking hate women i'm like she's like fuck turn this shit up i hate hearing whiny women this women always whining I, this is why i don't hang out with that much women this is fucking stupid i fucking hate women so of course when i told her that i thought it was a cunty response <laughs> I thought that was a pretty cunny response. I did not think that the 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 fallout that would happen after, which I'm currently living through. <laughs> and she slammed the door for an hour and forty five minutes from uh twelve to one forty five AM in the at night the next night after I had said that. Um this is over a fight over Wi Fi. Um, Are you saying just slam, just like going like that? Just going like that as hard as you can for as long Damn. as you can. That's um, crazy. I thought she was going to either cut one of her fingers off on the door, slamming it that hard, or and she was also at sometimes pacing through the house and choosing different doors to walk and close and slam. And I was not going to leave my room. I'm not going to become this fucking girl. This girl's zooted out of her mind. And what? What? God knows what the fuck these hmm. Oklahoma women do. And it's He's an exorcism. You know, Oklahoma. I mean, you see, that explains it. She's from Oklahoma. I should have, I should have, I should have known better because on the first one of the first days I was living with her, she, without warning, uh, first night I'm living with her in, at this house, uh, three of us total, mm-hmm. and she just burst through my room without knocking. Mm-hmm. Could have been masturbating, and she just comes <laughs> in, and she's just. <laughs> Just screaming, going crazy. I'm like, holy shit. I'm like, I'm like, it's not even 4 p.m. Man. Do you want me to cut any of this? Just by the way. What? <laughs> Do you want me to cut any of this? Or... No, I, I'm telling you, they don't hear this. <laughs> she won't listen. <laughs> she won't listen. She, 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 she fucking hates me anyway. She knows that I don't like it when she doesn't flush. And since we started fly, fighting, she doesn't flush anymore. She doesn't wipe the seat when she dribbles her her piss out of her puss on the seat. I just, I'm just like. I, I am common I have the common decency in any situation that if I get pissed on the toilet seat I wipe it off because I'm a right. human being mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. the responsible thing to do. Also, I don't care I, I, I in general care about the environment, but when it comes to leaving piss or stagnant shit sitting in a bowl, mm-hmm. I'll never have some kind of environmental reasoning thrown at me. It's like it smells the whole house up, smells like smells the bathroom up. I don't want to look at someone else's shit. I barely want to look at mm-hmm. my own shit. Like give me a fucking break. If she or anyone else, if you're friends with her, I, whatever. 
If you're a fan of anti art, fucking unfollow us. That's disgusting. I mean, she's not. No, if you no don't flush. Is, get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. If you chew gum, don't hang around with me. <laughs> well, you don't, you don't like bad. gum? I've never chewed gum in my life, and I will break up with people that I'm dating if they chew gum in front of me. Wow. I just think I just don't like it. And people who I've dated long term know and just don't chew gum. And if they do, they do it. Don't tell me and not around me. They go Changing outside. On you, gum. One go time outside, I was took it's a cigarette. <laughs> it's like they're hiding cigarettes, but it's gum. <laughs> yeah. One time I was having like an anon hookup and I was, you know, fucking a guy. And then I realized he was chewing gum and I threw up on his back. Whoa. <laughs> I, I, if I see someone chewing gum in public, I'll walk across the street. In New York as well. So you were saying that <laughs> the, the least two favorite songs on your album are between Twice and Good Ones. <laughs> yeah, Twice and Good good Ones. This is Good Ones. This is just the worst. I like the Perfume Genius uh, remix of Good Ones that made it sound uh-huh. more like a Nine Inch Nails song, which was cool. Okay, I, and I, Industrial. I'll have to check that for sure. But good ones, yeah. When when it first came out, and she was like, "Oh, hyper pop is like washed or whatever," she said on pretty much like on Instagram, and then she, she said dropped that on Instagram. One. Pretty much, she's like, "Oh, hyper pop is like not like it's like dead or whatever, like R.I.P. hyper pop, like like oh, like it's such such a marginalizing genre, like it just like puts people in boxes, blah blah blah." And then she dropped good ones. I was like, "Is this what you're killing hyper pop for? This shit song, <laughs> like that is the most upsetting i almost just started crying i didn't i didn't even know that that's like some, yeah upsetting. she didn't say I it was watched that's just my like naming of but she said r.i.p hyper pop like yeah it's like oh like can we stop calling things hyper pop it's like yeah it's marginalizing or whatever blah blah blah, blah. you know what i mean this is a like, lot different from when she was doing her fembot fantasy tour this is a lot yeah. different from this is just ugh, this is hurtful to hear the best yeah, Charlie but- X experience I ever had was going to her show on my 23rd birthday and getting pulled on stage because my friends were the background dancers for the last song for her for the first time her playing live Girls Night Out. I so, so far died. That's, but yeah, I can't think. How about- was it to be in her presence? What did she? What did Charlie XCX smell like? Um everyone every drag queen and myself not drag queen but every person on that stage smelt horrible <laughs> um so whatever beautiful smell charlie smells like i uh yeah um could you bleep something out if yeah, i say yeah, it yes. if i say yeah it? yeah why not? yeah but you sure. have to promise to bleep it out okay okay oh, yeah, i'm gonna yeah, listen yeah. to this all the way back this is gonna be a heavily edited one but it'll be worth it go ahead um if you want to know what Charlie X CX smells like, you should just ask. Oh! <laughs> but you have to bleep oh. out his name. You have to bleep out his name. Oh my god! This is like the fifth podcast I've been on recently, where I'm like, oh, you gotta bleep shoot. out his name. But I didn't even bleep out. I didn't even bleep out. I, I didn't even bleep out my first cousin's name when I doxed him on a Seeking Derangements episode recently, but he deserved it. Damn, Jacques. He, wow. God. The stuff you said before that, Jacques. It, didn't that, didn't I just blow your mind with that? Isn't that crazy? That's Insane. All right. <laughs> let's, try and, let's try and put the pieces back together on this one. I could I could say a really awful story about Mac DeMarco too if we just, if we just want like really everything bad. No, it's okay. We can, we can let's get back to Charlie. Okay, 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 okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. All right, so I'm gonna Frankenstein monster that shit. Wow, that's that's incredible. 
if you're just listening and you're wondering what happened and why the we just suddenly you just suddenly got back to us laughing it's because i was revealing some very deep state secrets about some of our favorite pop stars to these two gentlemen in front of me and i'm changing what they believe and what they know yeah that was a that was a that was a wow okay <laughs> so so moving back on to charlie um <laughs> Yeah, so so obviously all the stuff I said, hyperpop, you know, hyperpop is dead. Mm-hmm. Good. Then she came out with good ones. Now, now that good ones is on the album, I I did find myself earlier in the morning singing to it in the shower. So I think I like this song, but I didn't at first. A at new all. shapes also is a is a banger, and I yeah, I love I mean, anything with Caroline Polachek and Christine and the Queens. I think mm-hmm. the three of them should have a album of just music of those three artists. I think it would be perfect mm-hmm. yeah, yeah that's definitely one of my favorites too from here like well, um like uh the, the melody too like for some reason it reminded me of the next level charlie like the melody a little bit and then like uh yeah i really like the subject matter that. too of this like uh people like wanting you uh like you want somebody and like they want you but then like the next morning it's just like ah, i don't know if i feel the same way like you know things the are in a new, new shape, shape of your heart yep. Yep, yeah exactly. i love that we're in a new shape I- now <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, also, it totally goes with their whole ethos. Constant whole repeat thing. was just kind of like, I just felt like a lot of these songs were forgettable, and it's. Really, I love constant it repeat. Makes me... Honestly, I think the production is so good, and I, I love I, the whole uh, the you know the I think the chorus is amazing. You know, you could have had a bad girl by your side. Here's here's a better way to rank this to explain. <laughs> I just think that Pop Two is number one, uh, Charlie number two. How mm. you feel? How you feel? And then white roses and then everything else is just like whatever mm-hmm. yeah I, I feel you i guess that makes I, sense yeah I, I have to go back and listen to this album though probably 10 times and i'll probably say be saying a lot different i'll probably be like concert repeat is actually my new favorite <laughs> yeah, i know i know that you're a fan of dabs i don't know if you still smoke them but do a dab and, and give it a couple of runs through yeah, I mean, of course, of course, I'm a fan of dabs. Some this got guy the right there. Yeah, yeah. Look at look at this thing. This is big in my head. It's so funny. Some guy that I've never met before mm. was like, "Oh, I'm a fan of seeking derangements, and I can tell that you're smoking out of some shitty pipe. Can you? Uh, can you? Can I just give me your address and I'll mail you one?" So I was like, "Um, hell yes." What I expected was just like a, a small, like really something cheap. This is nice. The guy who sent me this. This, this is you that. Yes, they mailed this, and he he lived in Berlin, Germany at the time. So I was like, "Oh my god, wow!" It's another yeah. podcaster guy, and I wish I remembered his name because the the yeah, but still people knew him. They do T model or model T or something like that. Some okay. podcast about cars. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm un- unfamiliar, but uh, shout out to shout out to them. I've never driven a car in my life, so I, I wouldn't have a reason. <laughs> shout another- out to them, and yeah. Definitely, get, definitely smoke some dabs and listen to this album because it's good. It's it, it is good. You know what I mean. Um, and it's definitely it's not bad. It's definitely no, it's not. not mm. It'll grow on you, I think. It's yeah. be- definitely better than Capri songs. You think? So? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's better than Capri songs. Yeah. Um, yeah, Capri. As far as new recent like alternative albums to come out. What about what did you think about Mitski's newest album? Who? Mitski. Oh, I don't, I don't bother with Mitski. A, a friend of mine once told me that uh, his, his, her lyrics remind him of Ruby Kapoor uh, poems, just like too simple, just like kind of idyllic. When I, I listened to Francis Forever, the song, 
over mm-hmm. and over again. And I think that was about the extent of what I liked out of Mitski. That's fair. no okay. No, I listened mm-hmm. to Nobody, and then I realized it was a toxic song. I realized I mean, her, she is toxic, but that's the, that's kind of the appeal. Like, <laughs> no, I love toxic musicians. Don't get me wrong, but this mm-hmm. was like listening to that song is the same kind of terrible damage that's happening to the world from people watching the movie the or the tv show the office (laughs) Uh it's it's installing romantic expectations inside of you and disappointments already like Mm. both both of Mm. those things set out to put put these unrealistic romantic expectations that set people running for romance when they literally cannot focus on themselves it's not like a lot of inner reflection it's mostly just like i want somebody why am i alone and mm. like that kind of media where's just, my pam yeah it's that kind of media just stimulates why can't the secretary to... love me I, I, <laughs> yeah I, I'm, not, I'm not i'm not gonna go into it deeply but i really think it's like a like the show the office is a psyop to make people have less self-worth so they're easier to parade into like government ideas hmm <laughs> interesting <laughs> now back really? again to charlie <laughs> uh, yeah okay so back to charlie uh lightning was great <laughs> lightning is lightning is probably my favorite song on this album and it could be give it maybe give it like a year and it could be in my top something for her i think i don't know it's my favorite on the album for sure i think the beat is just absolutely incredible and it's and, and it really switches up a lot too by like the second chorus they add a whole bunch mm-hmm. of shit and then at the end of the song it reminds me of like gone the way that you know it's like lightning lightning they like cut it up and you yeah know, it reminds me of that that ending of gone is just so hot like when you're already having a fun time dancing and then mm-hmm. you're you're like that breakdown comes on you're like gotta move back oh, oh, to the front <laughs> i love that shit i need to go to more places where they play shit like that because like i like, live my by, shows. like hell yeah i live by like hoboken and they play the worst music ever i don't know if you've ever been to hoboken they play the worst music ever it's like uh, they'll play like come on eileen and shit is that a part of new jersey hoboken uh yeah yeah it's like right across like the lincoln yeah. tunnel pretty for, much for people who, who can't live in new york city they move to hoboken pretty much oh. yeah and all the bars there they play like that like nostalgia like saccharine fucking shitty <laughs> music they're playing acdc the other day uh when i was there and nobody like that nobody even knew have- well, nobody God. that didn't have a penis like well, <laughs> it was. This, I'm sorry to go off topic again, but I just I have to. <laughs> sorry, the last guy, the last guy going, I dated, Josh. the last guy I dated was like, hey, you know what kind of music I like? One time we were like driving by, he's like, I was like, what? He's like, I really just like like classic rock, and I was like, oh god. He's just like already had like a kind of embarrassing music taste, or it was at least limited. He listened to Playboy Cardi, Larry June. And then, like anything in between, but basically just those two artists back to back all the time. If not Larry, this person, this, this person mm-hmm. used to date. And then, then he's like, "Yeah, you know what? I love classic rock." And he, I'm like, "What are you gonna say?" He's like, "You know, I just love listening to ACDC." And he puts on ACDC like while we're like on the way to like a like a romantic date hike. And I'm like, "Are are you fucking kidding me right now?" Just like, like open the door. door. <laughs> it's like that Kodak meme where it's like. And then the door opens and you fall out. <laughs> and, then, and then and then I was like, this is just, he was like, I was like, give me back the ox. And so I played some kind of like, either like Sunny Day Real Estate or like either like something kind of like emo. And then he's like, let, let me put something on for you. And he put some kind of like all time low bullshit. And I was just like. Yeah, music case can really be a, be a huge turnoff. 
You know what I mean? For sure. Yeah, that mm. or like small dicks. But I mean, you know, if it's both, <laughs> yeah. then <laughs> it's probably, you know, whatever. Would you rather date somebody with a shitty music taste or a little dick? Which is worse? I'd rather date someone with shitty. Or I mean, with a little dick. I mean, <laughs> I've dated plenty of people with little dicks. That's it, it doesn't matter about the size of your dick. I'm just being an asshole. Uh, it just matters what's on your Spotify. It does really, though. <laughs> I'm really judging. You know, every once in a while, like, I if you like i hook up with someone or like date like i have sex with someone that i had like not really don't know that well and they're like oh let me put some music on and i'm like i'm like oh my god i can feel my dick getting soft immediately <laughs> like just like it's like it's like either like lana del rey um imagine dragons it's just like i can't an unimaginable oh unfathomable sex music uh, Mumford and Sons. These are what? all songs. These are all. These are all musics that have been played that I walked out during sex because of. Um, yeah, you, you walked out during the OOs part of the song. Oh, wow. uh, <laughs> the first. <laughs> the first uh, thunder and the lightning, and I'm like, I gotta go. I'm like, I'm like pulling up my jeans really quickly. I'm like, I can't. I can't. Um, yeah, but. Don't have a limited music taste because it's so boring. That's what makes DJs boring too. If you're only playing a limited selection of the the top one genre, you're boring. You should cut it out. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I agree. Um, but every- I guess like I guess that's like a good transition like for this uh, to wrap up like this like the the crash discussion. I guess we're, just, <laughs> we're gonna just end up going into other shit. But I think yeah. it, look, I don't look. I don't mean to go back to it. But I think this album like kind of speaks to that a little bit, where it's just like it is very mainstream and it is very like top forty and it is very like basic mm-hmm. in certain aspects of it. I can see that. I'm happy yeah. with any success that Charlie XCX meets, and I support her in any efforts that she makes. However, I will not lie and say that I, in general, love this album because I don't, and I think that it was a waste of what she could have put out. And I know she was probably tired of being put into that hyper, hyper, quote unquote, hyper pop, but also the PC music extreme production. I'm Fox. sure she was tired of, yeah, mm-hmm. but but also like. To me, it's like you're choosing one art or the other. Like you're choosing what is a, a more precious art form, which is like, do you think mainstream pop is more important or do you think making iconic cult following uh, perfect love jams for us mm-hmm. androids of our generation? Like, yeah, I want, I want that. I don't really, this album is not something I'm gonna come back to and think this has really changed it for me. So for if you her. had to give it a letter grade, what do you think you'd give it in the in the D's and the C's and the B's like C minus C minus right, what about you no, Troy what do you think what Me? do you think as far as like the like just like a general wrap up of the album like in like a grade uh I don't even know because uh I mean Michael I, I didn't hate it as much as, as Jacques like I I thought like it was okay but like but like you said before Jacques like it's not like she was pushing boundaries or anything it wasn't like she right. was doing anything like crazy like she was doing her like past stuff so I don't know I'll probably yeah I would give it around like maybe um God, I don't want to say like the C range but like def- so maybe so again a B minus is like a standout that's like our best new music so would yeah. it be a, I think like a B minus I think a blow I think like yeah. a B I, I'd probably give it a B you think a B? Yeah, I would give it a B plus. I think with some extra time, it's either going to be a B or an A minus. But um, just like from cr- from Crash down to Beg for You, it's like it's just straight jams. I mean, good good ones is a little bit like iffy, but I'm starting to like it more. And then once you get to Move Me, I'm like I kind of fall off a bit. Then I'm back with Baby. 
and mm-hmm. lightning is amazing. Oh, I uh, actually liked. I actually liked Move Me. I thought Baby was like kind of a lazy ripoff of Nine One One. I'm not even by Lady Gaga. I'm not even a big oh, Lady Gaga. Okay, sure. Because mm. like you look, just think about it in very broad terms. What is mm. the 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 last? 10 years that a song has started with like an orchestral opening like an old movie mm-hmm. and then like a Britney Spears the, song yeah I'm okay with Britney Spears <laughs> song sure but like but the motif is way outdated and to come back twice in one year with mm. baby but first 911 and mm. like I'm not, I don't even like Lady Gaga like openly I have a kind of like a beef with her um, uh-huh. I, I always like to bring up the uh, the pictures of when she had two gay men in Germany, two white gay men do blackface, and she dragged <laughs> them around the clubs with her and said that they were her black gay slaves. And so, what? It's hard, yeah, it's very <laughs> wow. hard for me to, and but also I kind of like by a friend of a friend know like one of the Chromatica art designers for like a lot of the album artwork and i think like that is amazing i love the chromatica remix album but yeah that was really i, like, super I have a, I have a, I have a hard time yeah i have a hard time getting into lady gaga thinking about that thing her. yeah that's, yeah, fair. That that's fair certain things definitely ruin an artist but um I mean, same same thing with joni mitchell yeah true true yeah joni mitchell <laughs> said, said a lot of bad, bad shit joni yeah, mitchell's sure. black black blackface is a lot more extreme she actually performed as the blackface character named don juan where she performed her entire album as him oh no it's, she's offending two different uh if you, know. if, you, if you actually look on the album cover of the joni mitchell album don juan that's actually not a black man that's a picture of her in blackface oh, yeah. Oh my god! Just type in, <laughs> type in blackface Joni Mitchell. Don well, I can't Wine. find it on Spotify, so let's see. <laughs> I'm, going to, I'm googling this. Just type in, oh my black... god, that's her. Yeah, let me let me put. I'm gonna tell y'all. She oh almost. Oh my ver- god, that's bad. Yeah, look, she almost verbatim. Once oh, said I remember this that quote. She said in like in this, the late 70s by quote, um, I can't really remember the exact quote, but the quote basically said she she was walking down the street and she was passing a black person and the black person gave her this slow but steady nod and she started nodding back at her. And she said at that moment, she knew that she was cool with black people <laughs> in, in a different way than <laughs> other white people. She saw that and was like, yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll, take, I'll take I'll take a bit of that. It's, you know? pre- it's 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 pretty fucking shocking. And also, I like that the BBC even presents it as when Joni Mitchell wore blackface for Halloween, when it was literally a she wore this multiple well, times. Like yeah, she did this for long enough for her to perform yeah. like this, like Charlie with the crash, like on the front of the car. It's like, but but it's Joni Mitchell. <laughs> like, yeah, in my face. <laughs> <laughs> this, yeah. It, it it's just oh. Oh my it's god! It's wild, but um, yeah. Ra- yes. ra- wrapping up my thing, uh, every rule I liked a lot. <laughs> Yuck! I thought kind of sounded like Doja Cat. Didn't really like that one that much. I um, agree too. It sounded mm-hmm. like a lot of. I thought that it was some basic. The, I thought that this some of the production was literally like I don't even want to sound gross, but like Doctor Luth copy off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounded like yeah. It was like very Doja Cat, like very like um like Calvin Harris, like that Funk Wave bounces Volume One shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That like yeah, it's 70s, totally very like that. obvious seventies revival. Yeah. 
Um, and then Yusunomi was good. Yeah, the sample didn't go quite as hard as you said. Twice I did like because I think it was a. I like the production, and I think it's a good summary of like the whole, you know, major label era and everything. But all in all, I would probably just give it a B plus just based on just how many bangers there are, just generally. But it doesn't hold a fucking candle to Charlie to. Um, you know her quarantine album, oh, Pop right Two. Now. I mean, Pop Two is just so iconic. Every single song on that album is glorious. The tour yeah. for it was in- amazing. It started a whole genre of music. I mean, that yeah. and like a thousand gecks, and then like a bunch, obviously like Oil of Every Pearls on Insides and all that kind of mm, stuff. Like, like yes. fused together to make like what what's hyper pop now. So, you know, I just think hyper pop is also a very limited labeling for a subgenre, opposed to it being like. A, a part of something else because like pc music is not all in general hyper pop i feel like it's mm-hmm. it's electronic music pressing the boundaries between uncomfortable pop music i mean i don't know yeah. if that's a really correct way to describe it but i mean eh. mm-hmm. i don't think i don't think hyper pop is doing it's the same amount of things i think hyper pop is breaking boundaries and being incredible but also I, I hate that Charlie XCX would even dare be like, oh, rest in peace, hyper pop. Fuck you. Yeah. If she came out with an absolute banger, like a 10 out of 10, like if she come, if she came out with a new genre of music with a new song, I'd be like, all right, like, you know, you're just being a villain and like, you're like, that's fire. You know what I mean? But then she came out with good ones. Like, good ones. I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, this is what you're killing hyper pop over. Like, this is it. Huh? You know, you know, I, was thinking about, I was thinking about seeing her on April 3rd with AG Cook and uh, the Echoplex for their like to her sure. upcoming tour but i'm nervous because i don't want to go to a show where she's not playing i what i loved about the finbot fantasy tour is she was playing hits from pop 2 and then mm-hmm. she was starting to play some of the tracks from charlie and then when she was touring for charlie she played literally every single song from charlie really oh, yeah okay. it, was, it was it was it was i wonder amazing. what she would play I hope she doesn't go back and do like sucker songs and shit. Ugh, that would be like Charlie, like like point five, <laughs> like instead no, of Charlie two point I I want to say a, a note for the entire Crash album. A lot of fans were calling her to return to the era of sucker, and mm-hmm. so I think Crash was her answering her fans who didn't like her abrupt change into PC hyper pop music. Mm. You know, like they wanted that old era, Nuclear Seasons or whatever. Isn't that one of her albums too? Yeah, it's like a, I, think, I think it's a mixtape or a single off of like True Romance or something like that. Yeah, True Romance. People always wanted it to go back to True Romance when it's like, why would you want it to go back to something so simple when it could be so interesting, so complex? Have I agree? These... Like True Romance, I'm like that song, you ha ha ha. It's like that's like such like disclosure core. It's like such like 2012, 2013 music, which was cool then, and it was mm-hmm. so sick then. But now it's like why like. Like, why would I want to listen to that now? Like, you, you know, know I, I actually mean? felt that way. Like, listen to this album. I'm just like, I felt like the production just like was very reminiscent of like 2010s, like pop music, you know, just like production wise. Like, I felt like I've like, I definitely heard this before. Like, it's definitely not like a new thing. I would have yeah. been totally fine with that if it had been some of her unreleased songs that have that kind of mm. pop cut it. I mean, like, there's just so many Charlie XCX songs that don't even, people don't even know ring ring are you or you know the song r r r i n g ring ring or ring mm-hmm. have y'all ever heard that but charlie XCX? i haven't no no I'm not oh heard that my one. god i'm just gonna like have to send y'all so much i mean her, <laughs> he got the archives charlie yeah, xcx world album just had in, some versions of the album has 20 something songs 
Mm-hmm. There's so many. That song was originally written for Gwen Stefani, and then she didn't want it, and so she sold it for cheaper than she paid for it to be written to give it to Charlie XCX. Mm-hmm. And then, like, oh, there's just so many good ones. I want to be what? with you. Have you ever even heard that Charlie XCX song? No, I haven't heard any of these other releases. XCX World. XCX yeah. World doesn't even it, it doesn't even you can't even put Crash up next to XCX World because XCX World had Sophie produced songs, AG Cook songs, and it was like the perfect blend between the poppiest versions of Charlie XCX in that hyper pop era. Yeah, I, I never listened to um, XCX World because I didn't I didn't actually know that like what that was a real like album until this year. And uh, somebody actually did a review for it for our page just like today. So I want to definitely listen to XCX World. I got to give that like a, a spin for sure. I'll, then... I'll send you all the files. And there, I mean, there's Please. just so much. Unreleased. You're the Charlie plug. I'm going to be the Charlie and Sophie plug for y'all. There's so, we should have a Sophie review episode because there's so much Sophie that's unreleased that's just like. Yeah, I would mm-hmm. love to. Um, yeah, I gotta, yeah, okay. I'm gonna, we gotta do, we, we did like a Grimes Pilled episode where we just went through all her whole career from start to finish and like where she is now. So I would love to do like a Sophie Pilled episode to like get the audience like pilled up, you know what I mean? Like, really? <laughs> we gotta start to, um, to her college music school days when she was, you know, that her and AG Cook went to the same art college, music college. Did they go and to the same one made- as like? The person from like the XX and stuff is that like the production college or something like that? Like in the UK, I'm trying to. I'm not positive, but that's how they. I mean, they they both like heard each other's sound and they were like, "Oh my god, we're doing something different." Like, I don't know. I could get. I could talk about Ag Cook and Sophie for hours and days. I'll mm-hmm. calm it. I'll calm it down for a minute. <laughs> yeah, I got you. But yeah, this new Charlie album is is good, but it's like very. It's like unrecognizable from her, like her discography. Yeah, discography, and it's just like very like it's like regressive, but it's like still good. It's so perplexing. Like I like a B plus is a good grade for us, you know, like a really good grade for us. Mm-hmm. That's like an eight point eight on Pitchfork or something. I Whoa. think it is that. You know what I mean? I think it is that. I think it is really, 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 really good. But like you know, you don't I think know that, why. Like, <laughs> no, I I do know why. It's because it's a it's a good pop album. You know what I mean? But it's limited. It caps off at a certain point. I think. Because like like one, mm-hmm. once you get into the A range, that's where you get like a like I think like like um, okay, I, I'm gonna is, go pop two is a ten, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean pop two is a ten, and this is like a, a five. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I'm just mad because I had a lot of high expectations. I've been waiting a long time. Yeah, you know, I understand. Uh, I mean, look, I'm, I'm just gonna read some titles of Charlie XCX unreleased songs, and I bet you would want to hear them. Valium on Valentine's. Yeah, want to want to get fucked up, which is a <laughs> Sophie song. Um, I mean, there it, it just you could go. I could go forever and read songs. Screw it up, featuring uh, BB Bordello, AG Cook, and Charlie XCX, produced mm. by Sophie. I mean, come on. Okay, actually, let's go back to True Romance and. Let me reference the only good song. Well, not the only good song, but the best song from True Romance. Baths did the production on this song. Grins. I don't know if y'all have ever heard that. No, I haven't heard it. Like True Romance, I gave it like a brief listen back in the day. I didn't I, I didn't like her and I hated Sucker until, like you said, with Vroom Vroom. It was like, I was like, whoa, 
that's when it really flipped. I mean, like I, I like I enjoyed Boom Clap a little bit just because I was like such like a pitchfork head and they gave it like a best new track. So I was like, oh yeah, like I like this, whatever. But uh, it's a good song. <laughs> it's a damn yeah. good song. I thought it, it was is a really good song. You know, I I I still like that song. It is good. Uh, I agree. Um, but yeah, and then like I love it obviously with Iconic Pop, great song. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, Vroom Vroom was really the the awakening. You know, and you know, I don't. We shout out Fantano a lot on this podcast. Vroom Vroom. He he was one of the first music critics to say like Vroom Vroom is good because Pitchfork gave it like a four to start. Oh yeah, you know they, what I'm saying? they that was one of the albums they put a new score out for. Yeah, they gave it like an eight. Well, no, or like, something. I'm gonna be honest. I don't even mean to be this person, but I knew that Pitchfork was was not giving the right scores once once they put out the review for a sky blue sky by wilco mm-hmm. they gave what it they such a, I, just something shitty and they were just gave it such like an asshole review <laughs> troy just took his headphones off and is like is there a fight going on outside <laughs> well i do live in philly you know so there could be <laughs> 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 gotcha. I like heard somebody like scream, and I was like, "What the fuck was that?" <laughs> <laughs> I hear like about ninety percent fucked up stories about Philly, and about like ten percent like good ones. Sounds about right. <laughs> Did you grow up there too? Yeah, yeah, I grew up here, man. Yeah, okay, that makes cool. it cool. Yeah, that Matt. Makes it cool. I mean, I like Philly, but uh, yeah, I will say, you know, it's a shithole, but it's my shithole. You know? Like, yeah, yeah. I like, I, <laughs> It's a good attitude to have. Hey, David Lynch said that Philadelphia is his greatest inspiration because it's such a fucking industrial, horrifying mess. That's what he said. It is, but David Lynch. Nice. Literally, like, <laughs> I feel like Philly is, like, filled with, like, NPCs. Where, like, you, like, <laughs> like, literally, you go up to anybody, like, doesn't matter who it is, and just be like, yo, so how, like, how's the basketball thing? Like, I, do you, how, like, how do you think Sixers are going? And somebody will just have a flat-out conversation with you. Like, like you'll go to Wawa or something and be like, oh, can I get this? And like, yeah, yo, go Eagles, right? Like, can you believe that Jalen Hurts is, like, doing this blah, blah, blah? <laughs> and it's just like, yep, thank you. Bye. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> like, everybody Damn. just loves talking to you. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that's kind of like New Orleans sometimes. And I'm like, y'all need to shut up. <laughs> <I'm> not... <laughs> that is not I'm like, like here at all. Sometimes I'm very friendly and I can like be very approachable. And then other times like people come out of nowhere and they're like, I like your outfit. I'm like, why do you like it? Cause you're a transphobe, you fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just used to um, having the worst things happen. So I'm just uh, not used to people being <laughs> like, nice. Very standoffers. I got it. That makes sense. No, you know, it's good to be Cause like, it's like sometimes people feel like, Oh, like, I like, uh, I like your coat. Uh, you don't want that anymore, do you? You get hit with a glass bottle in the in the head four separate times being called a fag, and you start to try to make sure you're not going to end up in that situation again. This is all in Louisiana, so that makes it make a little more sense. But one time I was literally just wearing skinny jeans that weren't even like – they weren't like faggy skinny. Damn, and, what was this, 2000s? Like, <laughs> No, this is like 2000 and – 11 10 damn yeah this is so crazy but you know whatevs i mean i'll go i'll go to any city and i'll withstand whatever kind of trouble <laughs> not bottles of the head though god damn that's fucked yeah up. this bar uh, this restaurant i was working at i've been drinking at their bar mm. like and they were like jock just go home that was like all right junk i was like fuck this and so I, I started walking home and then i got hit in the head from the back of the head the bottle or no, mm-hmm. in the front of the head because I got a black eye. And the right before this guy was like, man, fuck you and your faggy jeans. And I was like, 
oh my god like really I, I was wearing a black polo shirt and black skinny jeans that were not even like intensely skinny but just skinny enough to be called a faggot and thrown a bottle at and so I, I walked back to the bar and I'm like, I'm crying more. I was already fucked up. I was like, I have a black eye from when I got hit in the glass. Did they call me a fag? I'm like, it's not okay. And they're like, oh my God. They had just spent so much time like getting like getting me ready to go home. And they're like, oh mm-hmm. fuck, now we're going to have to drive him. That's a, yeah, right? They're like, all right, get the fuck out of here. They fi- you finally leave and you come back and they're like, yo, it's a uh, lot worse now. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just how it goes sometimes you know it's just like it's the way of life mm, yeah okay so what are, what are, are we talking any more music or what's what's our what's our game plan here um no i think that pretty much wraps it up <laughs> yeah pretty much wraps it up uh, oh I that was wait. i wanted to say uh your profile picture on instagram is that from jet set radio future Fuck yes love, like- jet, Gr- jet grind radio and jet set radio future are two of my favorite games and two of my biggest music inspirations and yes, one of my yes. biggest dj inspirations is just yes. the soundtrack from that because yes. it yes. goes back and Agreed. forth between hip-hop house crazy electronica honestly it's probably influenced pc music more than people would ever even connect is yeah. that it's, it's sampling style and the extreme like remix style of uh, love that game so i was supposed to um I'm pissed because I made a full DJ set with Jet Set Radio songs. I was supposed to go. I'm going down to Mexico in like a couple uh, weeks, and um, it's like for this uh, hyper pop festival, essentially. I mean, and and also like it's crazy. Like, okay, so it's like ASAP Rocky and like uh, Wu Tang are like headlining, but then there's like Arca, there's like Shy Girl, Hundred Gex, there's like a bunch of like crazy hyper pop people. DJ in there. So I was so we were I, I'm working with this magazine there. Shout out to Crom uh, magazine. We were we we they had booked Arca for a DJ night and I was supposed to be like a whatever like third or fourth on the bill or something. But it just ended up like getting lost in the wind for whatever reason and we weren't able to book it. Um but we were so close like I was making t-shirts and shit for it. Like it was it was going to be crazy. But I was going to play uh Fly Like a Butterfly from the Jet Set Radio soundtrack. Yeah, uh, I fucking love that song. I love I that soundtrack is forever i'll have to send you i made a, a, a jet set radio los angeles mix where it's a, a mix of me from skating across los angeles and then i made a dj mix for it oh hell yeah absolutely yeah send that send that through for sure modern but, uh, day definitely yeah well next time i'm able to dj i don't know when that will be i'm definitely going to be playing something from that uh that soundtrack because it's it's just absolutely incredible no that soundtrack just bangs 100%. Yeah. I, I'm sorry if I did I get a little off topic this uh, episode. <laughs> no, it's it was it I was hope, better. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I hope that the listeners like this kind of thing to get out of the music talk. I had like a small list of things. I don't you can't read that, but I had a small list of things. <laughs> like the top songs. That, that is like, uh, not a small list. That was a full page. People <laughs> listening out there. Um, well, thank you all so much for having me. I hope this is all you ever wanted. <laughs> I, I wish I, I, I wish I talked more about music. <laughs> no, it's all right. No, you're thought. fine. Honestly, you're more entertaining than the album. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> then I win. Then I win. Sorry. Jacques won, Charlie two. <laughs> I got it. I got an A. I got an A plus. Charlie got a fucking C verging on d minus if i hear one more song (laughs) (laughs) just kidding i love you charlie xx if you listen to this at all which i really doubt it but if you do just know that i've been a dedicated fan for years Mm -hmm. and uh every time i try to open up for you as a dj uh you never hire me so (laughs) 
Hire him. <laughs> hire me already. Hire you know, him. Go on a date with me. You know what I mean? No. This, I mean, didn't Charlie a... like one of our posts? Yeah, she, she did like one of our yeah, posts. Yeah, one time. The one time. It was <laughs> a great time. This, you know, it, I'll, I'll wait till we're done, click, done recording so I can say one last thing I can't say on air. All right. Well, peace out, everybody. Yeah. You know, formally. Goodbye. Hey, li- please listen to Seeking Derangements oh, yes. on Spotify, on Patreon, if you want to sub us, on Apple Music, on soundcloud just please listen to us it's me jacques uh ben mora and claire panay hessa and uh we are uh we're here ready to listen great yeah. podcast that's how i found you in the first place amazing um yeah and we'll play us out with a charlie xdx one of her rares that you what you sent through one of the many rares oh play that odd world's best dancer as the outro for oh yeah sure. i will you might have seen me on the television I got these moves you couldn't make up Not even in your own imagination I'm the world's best dancer But my talents keep me isolated I'm on the verge of something bigger I don't know why you aren't infatuated Dancing is the answer, follow on the master. Dancing is the answer, follow on the master. Cause I'm the 